y'all. This is your host, Elise Robinson, with the Nobody Wants to Work Though podcast, season two. I hope the stories inspire you to switch careers. I have done all kinds of interesting things in my life, and I'm a firm believer if you only live once. Sit back and enjoy. We are Switch Into Tech, tech resources to accelerate your career in information technology. Monthly classes on tech topics. We offer free or discounted exam vouchers, scholarships, free Udemy courses, free events, free boot camps, and more. You can find us at www.switchintotech.org. Hey, y'all. It's Elise Robinson with Nobody Wants to Work Though podcast. Today we have Joshua Bunshad. And go ahead and introduce yourself, Joshua. Hello. How are you doing? Um, thank you, Elise, uh, for allowing me to introduce myself. Uh, my name is Joshua uh, Bashan, um, and I'm just I'm grateful for this opportunity to share. You know why I've changed over to what I've you know from from one career to another, and I'm actually deep diving in my purpose, and I'll share that here. Yes, I'm I'm a real believer of walking in your purpose. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. Um. So, what did you want to be when you grew up? Or grow, grow up? Well, I, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, growing up, honestly, um, uh, when my stepdad was alive, God rest his soul, I thought about being a plumber. And later on, yeah. So later on, and um, as I got older, it, that that kind of that idea kind of faded away, and and I ended up getting into uh, personal training because I fell in love with fitness and wanting to help people become healthier versions of themselves. I'm curious, though, why did you not want to be a plumber? Because when I was a kid, I wanted to be a vet. But I'm trying to sit here and think why I didn't want to. Oh, you know why I didn't want to be a vet anymore? Because I learned that they had to go to school for like 15 years. And I'm like, that is yeah. not work for me. <laughs> um, well, I've always been very active. So with me being very active and becoming a personal trainer, helping others become a little bit more active and kind of, you know, get some it's some energy back that they may have lost from being out of shape and unhealthy, you know. So that was that was that was, that was more interesting to me. Gotcha. You got to burn off the energy. Okay, I see. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. Um, all right. So where did your career begin? Like, what was your very first career before you got the personal training? Oh, before um, I bounced around. I never had. I never had a career. Became <laughs> a personal trainer. I'll be honest. I'll be yeah. My my background is a lot of street, <laughs> you know, unfortunately. But uh, I learned a lot, and I'm still here and alive and well and, and, again, able to walk in my purpose, which I'm very grateful for. That's what my past really entailed. Okay. Um, and what was the catalyst that made you want to become a personal trainer? Did you, did you, did you have this thought of becoming a personal trainer when you were a kid or – you know, something happened that made you want to become a personal trainer? Uh, being around people that looked unhealthy and that never never being a person that made fun of overweight people, but look at them as a way, like, how can I help them? Because I love people. And I, you know, so I started, like, again, I was always working out and training in the gym. And I, want, I, I chose to make a career out of it so I could get paid to help people get healthy. That's funny because as as an entrepreneur and you hear people talk about don't 
make your 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 love or your passion into you know entrepreneurship or a career because you end up hating it i mean <laughs> so you know what do you hate it at, at any point in time i mean did you think Never. think about that <laughs> i don't think about i don't it, the, the thing with it is because i love it it doesn't feel like work i don't know because I run into that um, a lot of times as an entrepreneur. Um, one thing that I created during COVID was was a tech freebie website, mm-hmm. um, and like I launched it. I got my first customer like literally the first day it launched, mm-hmm. and you know I made it to help myself. And then somebody I knew was like, "You should make money off of it," and I was like, "Okay, well, shoot, yeah." And then once I got into doing it, like, you know, every day, once a week or whatever, I started to hate it. <laughs> oh. Because I'm like, this this is work. But maybe maybe I don't like to work. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> it could be it. It could be it. I'm not going to say that. No. <laughs> I'm supposed to be rich. You know? mm-hmm. um, let me see. Uh all things come at a cost. What did it cost you along the way? You know, not just as in price, you know, do you have any certifications? Um, you know, did your family think you were crazy trying to become a personal trainer because, you know, you don't have big muscles or, you know, whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it. the, the cost, the cost is, I think there, there is always a cost, right? This is investing. Um, I went from, you know, getting several certifications and studying intensely because I needed that in order to pass. I'm not the easy, I'm not the one that retains well. So there was a whole lot of highlighting, tutoring, and taking tests several times and then finally passing. And then um, being able to uh, humble myself knowing that I'm not going to get paid, nor, nor should I deserve to you know, at, at, a, at, a, at a good rate in the beginning. So it was that that was a little bit of a, uh, a struggle for a short period of time. Be, you know, so, um, yeah, getting paid, you know, minimum wage. I mean, not just minimum wage. It was more so like like a sales. You know, you're like you're getting bait. A lot of like when you're starting off in the gym as a personal trainer, as a newbie in that field, you're not getting uh, you're not getting a, a wage, but you're also not getting clients. And getting clients is the only way to make money because it's based off commission. You get a percentage off of each client that you do get. So that was that was a, definitely a sacrifice. And getting up early in the morning to repeat that, you know, um, day, which would start at like 5 a.m. And maybe end at like 6, 7 p.m. and then repeat that. Hoping for a better day the next day. But I learned a lot. Yeah, no, I I don't I don't miss those days. <laughs> don't miss them at all. I remember those days. Um, you know, but I but you have to put the work in in order to get to where you are. And I, I tell I see people that all the time. You know, uh, especially the young people. I don't know what's up with these young people that think that they don't have to put in no kind of work, and then they have this idea in their head that work is supposed to be fun. And I'm like, work ain't necessarily supposed to be fun. There's a very very small percentage of people where you know they they get to live out you know the funness of a of work but 
I say most people just never get that. Like the, the whole definition of work is 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 a negative connotation with it. So where do you get off that work is supposed to be fun? Um, and they and they complain about stupid things. You know, they're not being sexually harassed. It's not racial discrimination or you know gender discrimination or something like that. But you know, they're oh well, I don't have any passion for it. And I'm like, but you you. <laughs> So I'm confused, you know. Yeah. Um, That's different. <laughs> um, but my, my whole idea of work is so I can ha- live a certain lifestyle and mm-hmm. then outside of work, I can pursue the things that I actually love. So I, I don't want my job stressing me and i my and my lifestyle has to be good so um and that's why i'm an accountant <laughs> cuz it meshes with my lifestyle i don't really care for accounting 99.9% of the time but it pays these bills <laughs> um let me see what else let's see um you said that you did other things. What was the process on switching to being a personal trainer? Because I, I know I understand that sales is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, what type of certifications did you get? Um, how did you get someone to take a chance on you and say, "Hey, can I be a personal trainer at your gym?" Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and how did you take? How did you um, get someone to take a chance on you? Well, to get there, I mean, I, I had I had to work odds and ends, you know, as far as jobs to, to make sure that bills are getting paid in the meantime because I couldn't, I wasn't living with my parent, I wasn't living with my parents any longer. So that that waiting on commission, um, you know, money still had to come from somewhere while doing that. But yeah, no, as far as getting as far as getting a chance, I looked around for you know like. Low low wing gyms that would would just give me you know an opportunity, and I've always been in good shape, so that helped. Because you want to look to part too, and that that was always a big deal to me. Being professional, being in great shape, and being knowledgeable, you know, having experience in in those areas. And and as far as certifications, I got my um I got a NASM certification, and then I got a I also I also got a um a uh, a certification in nutrition. Got another one in group training. And then the rest of it really just came with experience because it's not really the certifications don't give you experience. They give you they give you insight and knowledge and how to move the body a certain way. You know, especially like in the time because every every client's, you know, every individual client is very unique. So whether they have an injury or they're trying to gain muscle but they already have muscle, they want more muscle or they want to lose fat, like you know, it could be dealing with a woman that just had a baby, like, you know, Four, five, six months out from having a baby, so you, you know, just it's always it's always different dealing with ages as well. I, I never trained like teenagers or anything on athletes. I always train trained men. My like I'm 46 now, but I've I've always trained men really close to my age. So I was always training men older than me when I was in my 30s. You know. Let's see. Um, yeah, I I did physical therapy. Ooh, what year is it? <laughs> 2022. I did six months of physical therapy because uh, I have tons and tons of injuries. Um, you do? Why? But, um, huh? Played sports? No, I never played sports. No. Mm-hmm. 
No. Uh, one doctor told me that I have uh, hypermobility. So, like, my oh. my phalanges and stuff move mm-hmm. too much. <laughs> Yoga. So, <laughs> like, when I was a kid, like, I never did any of that stuff because I was always scared that I was going to hurt myself, um, mm-hmm. which I guess as an adult, it probably was good that I never did any of that stuff. Like, I never did too much. But, um, but yeah, no, I did. I did six months of physical therapy, and I, I loved it. I love, um, I love water aerobics. Um, so, but that's, that's my thing. <laughs> water, water aerobics are good. A great yeah, amount. you're just floating, so, you know, there's not really no way to, to really hurt yourself, because I'm always scared of that. But, um, what are some positives, and what are some negatives of your, of your career? Positives, um, this goes on. <laughs> Uh, changing lives, you know, for the long, for the long haul, definitely is um, like the number one positive. Uh, negatives are, um, I mean, it's a grind, you know, and and especially in the beginning for a while, it, it took me, you know, it, it got me to a place where I, I needed to make a decision: am I going to keep training in gyms? Am I going to get my own gym? Am I going to try and um, scale my own gym, you know, start hiring, like get a gym and hire some clients, um, some other trainers. So that is, uh, that's probably more of the negative because at, at one point you need to make a decision because you find yourself training your life away, you know, and, and, and it was hard. It was, it was difficult at times just trying to have some time for myself or even have time for me to go to the gym because I'm up at five. And I get a little break, like afternoon, early afternoon time, and then I'm back training again because I'm. You get the next wave of, you know, clients that kind of that that'll come in and be getting out of work, and then you're training them out into the evening. So, and that is over and over and over. You might get, you know, I get a Sunday off, but Saturdays can be a day where there's a lot going on. Then you need to write programs and update or update programs, create new ones. So what was your decision? Money's always there. Huh? The money's always there. But then you can only make a certain amount of money. And that's some charge. Like I can't, you know, how much am I going to charge a client? You know, it, it can only charge a client so much to where it makes sense. And, and, then, and then the other thing is if you're not training a client, you're not making money. So if I'm, I can get the money ahead of time, but if I'm not in front of you, I'm not making that money. And at some point I need to get in front of you physically. No, if someone cancels, you still get money, right? <laughs> a, fee, a fee, yeah, yeah. You get a hope on cancels. It didn't happen, you know. You get a hope on it. I mean, yeah, you get a hope on cancels. It's not uh, where I'm from. It snows, so we're used to the snow. It's not like it snows. It's too cold. I'm not coming out to meet you at the gym. I'm like, we're used to that. Bundle up and we go. Well, yeah, no. I'll call and cancel if it's a little drip drop of rain outside. I'm not coming. <laughs> I'm not coming out. It could be 85 degrees. I'm not coming out. <laughs> um. So, what was your decision? Did you open up a gym, or did you? No, I never opened up a gym. I I would just I would run around like that. Like, like as you know, we have a we have a train back home in Boston. So I would go to uh, I would go to the 
you know, to to to, to these luxury apartment complexes where there was already gyms in the bottom, and then you had the apartments up top. And I'd meet people. They come off the elevator out of their apartment, whatever, and then I'd meet them right in the gym, and then take off, go to the next one. And that's what I did for a while. And oh, forgot about COVID. When COVID came, I lost all my clients. And that's when I had to make a decision of what I was going to do. But I was already kind of leaning toward online training. And so I, I became an online trainer. I bought into this program that taught me how to use this particular software where you can create programs, tons of videos on it. I put them together, and then I delivered that through an app. And I still have it to this day. And, um, yeah, so now at that point, clients can now train on their own. I create a program. I send it to them, I put it on their calendar, and they go right into my app on that particular day and looking at whatever they're doing for that day, whether it be legs or, you know, chest or some upper body workout, high intensity, whatever I whatever I decided to design their program or however I decided to, uh, to design it. That's nice. So what's yeah. the name of the app? Right, it's Silverback Fit, like the Gorilla, Silverback Fit. Oh, silverback fit. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I trained mostly men. I, I very I trained women in the beginning, and I chose to get away from that. <laughs> why? I just so put you on the spot. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It wasn't. I mean, I had some you know relations early in the beginning until I realized that the money wasn't going to be made if I took that route, and that was that was part of me being immature. But then also because I connect very well with women, so sometimes sessions would turn into a, a stressed out crying session because they're going through it. I trained you know different people in, in in stressed out jobs, especially in the city in Boston. There's a lot of stress. It's a fast paced city, and um, you know the money might come with it. But the stress comes with it times 10 as well. And then sometimes people just can't handle that. And, they, they, they you know, a, a, a trainer can sometimes be a client's therapist at times. And, and it ends up being like, all right, we need to work out. We've been crying for a half hour. We've been talking for another 15. You have 15 minutes left on this hour. Like, what do you want to do? You know? So with men, I, I can not about, it's not so much about being a little bit more rough or like a drill sergeant, but I can kind of shut it down. And a lot of times men want to get out of the, they want to get home from work and just get right to it. They don't want, not, I'm not going to have a man crying on my shoulder, <laughs> you know, you know, and then first thing in the morning, guys want to just get right to it. Like, hey, get out of here. Hey, what's up? Let's get going, you know, and then it's kind of, we have a different thing about it sometimes when it's man to man. Gotcha. No, I'm stereotyping the hell out of women, but I ain't going to lie, you know, mm -hmm. with, with all my, injuries and, and issues with with my body um you know that's a soft spot for me and i will get to crying <laughs> i get to crying real quick yeah like we can cry but um, <laughs> that's my point like uh, what do we what you want to do this on another day <laughs> oh yeah yeah so you can yeah, cry. yeah i mean <laughs> i'll cry and then probably go home and yeah and you know we'll we'll, we'll i'll i'll be back <laughs> Because at the end of the day, I'm getting paid for it. So I feel bad, like, you, you I, I, I'm not going to, you know, we're taking up an hour out of my day, but it's also your hour. But you mm -hmm. are, you are paid for this hour. And if we're going to cry and be upset and, and talk about things, that's cool. But I still need to get paid. And we can't reschedule because you're having a bad day. You showed up. You didn't cancel. You showed up. So 
we got to show up and, and, and go, you know, and just get it in, get it over with. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. No, I would I would set a hard line at that. If you show up, I'm getting paid. I don't care yeah. if you're having a cry session, yeah. a talk session, whatever, whatever. I'm getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Um, so, yeah, make sure you put that in your contract. If you show up. And, you yeah. know, and if you don't cancel, I'm still going to get paid. So yeah. that's one thing I, I don't play with in, in businesses. I'm going to oh. get money. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> but um, let's see. I guess that would be some of the negatives is having to be someone's someone's counselor uh, all, all the all the damn time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know how that can get old. Let's see. What are some traits that would make someone a great personal trainer? Being, uh, meet, be, having the ability to meet them where they're at. Um, you know, maybe, you know, like, like, like finding, let me say it like this, finding common ground. Finding common ground and being able to just, you got to be able to build a relationship. You know, I've seen trainers, which I knew I had the advantage over, but I've seen trainers where it's like, straight face, you know, leaning on a machine. You know, the whole time you have a client training, I see them leaning, like, looking at their watch, looking at their phone. I'm like, that's all of that. Like, if, I, if I'm a client, you're getting fired. I catch you that doing that one time. Like, you're not here to, you know, like, engage with me, motivate me, push me. I'm going, you know, I'm having, I'm tired. I'm getting ready for work. Let me get this momentum going. Or I just get out of work. I had a long day. I need to get a good workout. And I'm not here to, you know, like, just drag along. And, and, and meeting them where they're at, too, again. So it's like, for me, energy is going to change, but the effort doesn't, meaning it's not a numbers thing for me. You know, <clears throat> I might not be able to get as many, you know, as much of a ab workout, and it won't, the ab workout won't be as, as intense maybe as it was last Wednesday, but my effort's always going to be there. So I'm still going to get results. I'm not gonna. Okay, I got 12. No, like that. That 12 one. That 12 rep. Really, I really felt that. So, so that that's that's just the thing right there. You got to recognize, being able to recognize where that where that client is for that day, and for that particular session. So that's what it is. You know, meeting them where they're at and building good relationship, communication. What are some tips and tricks you would give someone that wanted to be a personal trainer. Um, is, is there any shortcuts they can take, you know, to start early in life, you know, instead of starting um, in their forties? Forties. Oh, somebody wants to start in their forties. I mean, stop. You know, you always want to, for one, get a certification and 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 get a lot of repetition in there as far as like starting to train it. You know, like when you your first clients should be like friends of yours <clears throat> that you can practice on, you know, bringing them to your house. If you have a gym in the garage or going to the gym with them, that, that that's a good thing. And, and having confidence in yourself, having belief in yourself, knowing what you're doing, pay attention to what you're doing, knowing how to correct somebody's form and, and understand that. Because what you don't want more than anything else is, is somebody getting hurt while you're training them. What did you wish you knew before you started this career? Uh, 
that I wish I knew. I would say the business side of things. Yeah, I would say I would say the business side of things. Learning more about getting like an LLC, you know, and, and being able to tie tie all the all of that in and getting into you know tax write offs and and and, and under, understanding the business side of it, the entrepreneur side of it. I did things so much on the fly, you know, taking cash literally, you know, like that's a lot. You know, you know, I want to. If I could, if I could go back all over and, and start all over, I would, I would, I treat it just as a business should be treated. On the books, you know, get an LLC and um and be consistent in that way, being being better with money. And um, yeah, just treat it like a business. Don't treat it like a hobby. I'm going to the gym today, train somebody. You know, I kind of had that mentality sometimes because clients came to me. It was easy for me because it was home for one. It's not that I always train people I knew, but you know, you get a lot of clients based off of referrals at at some point when you're doing it for a long period of time. So yeah, I think I think a lot of people struggle with the business side, um, and mm -hmm. that's that's one of the reasons why I studied accounting. Like I I took the first accounting class three times before I was like. Mm, and you know, I would drop it and be like, ah, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> and I took it three times before I buckled down and be like, hey, you know, you get it done. And then once I started getting into tax and audit and things like that, I started to like it. But um, but yeah, it's it's you know that has served me well because accounting is a language of business. Um, you know, everybody wants to know what comes in, what comes out. And then tax is a huge one, right? What's, what's the saying? Only thing guaranteeing life is death and taxes. So, um, so yeah, I, I tell people all the time, at least, at least to take an intro to business class. I mean, I mean, now we have YouTube and, you know, Coursera and all these other kind of places, Udemy, uh, where you can take stuff for free. So there's really no reason. Um, Cause yeah, they didn't have all that when I was a kid, and they surely didn't have it when you was. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm showing my age. But uh, but yeah, uh, I tell people at least if you go start a business, at least take like a little intro to business class, please, yeah. please. <laughs> um, but outside of that, so let's see. Um, yeah, and last question is, what would you tell someone? that wanted to start this career? Um, just be ready. Bring bring your energy. Be be ready for the grind. Uh, take care of your body. And make sure that you have some, you know, make sure that you have your, your either some money put away already or you already have a job that can pay you the bills. And that you don't burn yourself out because what's going to happen is if you do have a job that's paying the bills and now you're trying to squeeze in this new training career, you need time. It's it's going to conflict. You can't work a third shift regular job and get out at I don't even know when eleven. When would that? Yeah, this then then get out at like I don't know six in the morning from that third shift job and think that you're going to train clients that need you to be there at early, you know early in the morning and think that you can continue that. So you need to find a balance. You need to find a balance and find it quick. I would say start off with some savings, maybe maybe three, four, five months, even six months worth of, of like some bills 
um, you know, build money already put away and then jump into it because you're not going to make money right away. And I, I, I realized that in the beginning real quick, actually, that just because I have this reputable, um, you know, highly recognized certification doesn't mean I'm going to put that down on the counter or at, at an interview at, at a gym and say, okay, give me my money. Like, they don't even know me. They don't know me from a hole in the wall, so I got to show and prove. It don't matter. Regardless of what you're doing in life, you get a certification in anything or a degree in something, you still have to show and prove. I thought about being a cook years ago, and and it was like, you're, you're, you'll literally come out of a out of a culinary school, and you might be prepping. You might even be uh, just helping out around the kitchen, helping out the chef. You're not going to just jump in and start grabbing on, you know, like, like, Grabbing this whole this bull by the horns right away. You need to earn that spot. So be ready. Be ready for the grind and be ready to not get paid right away. <laughs> you mentioned show and prove. What what does that mean exactly when it comes to personal training? When you went to I'm just gonna name a gym, Planet Fitness or something like yeah. that. You know, Never, uh, what, what, did, what did they ask you to do in order to keep your spot instead of giving it up to you know Mr. Willie down the street? <laughs> Reputation. You need to build a reputation for yourself. Like your reputation needs to come with getting clients' results. You know, and and um and say and, and put, putting that together, like having a portfolio. As you train clients, have clients that are you know they're not shy and taking before and after pitches for you, because that's going to be a big deal. That's going to help out a lot. Recommend uh, referrals. You know. Um, but yeah, you you need you definitely need to um you need to build a reputation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Patient. When I started my little entrepreneurship journey um, in Mexico, <laughs> I came with I came with a substantial amount of money, I guess, um, especially for Mexico. Yeah. Um, I couldn't imagine starting a business in America and you know having to have savings. Um, because there's there's no health insurance. You can't just go to the doctor. No, that's yeah. You know, willy nilly like you can in in Mexico or another country, which Mm -hmm. is you know, after I've lived in another country, is really crazy to me. Um, so you know, and as someone that has kind of worked in the healthcare industry, and I have family members that work in the healthcare industry. You know, I, I gripe about it all the all the time, and that alone stifles entrepreneurship in in the United States. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'll I'll totally agree that you definitely definitely need some savings if you're going to pursue probably pretty much anything in life. Shoot, a new career, entrepreneurship, you know, whatever, whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, it may not work out. Right. <laughs> so. Um, anything else you want to say? Oh, I mean, I think um, that's pretty much it. And and I mean, and honestly, if I if I would say one more thing, it's it is because I'm a true believer in that you can love what you're doing and make money off of it. So if like if you really want to do something and you really love whatever that is, you know, have belief in yourself, pursue it, be patient, and and definitely don't give up. And that's something that I can, that's a 
there's something of me that's that's a part of me that that caused a lot of uh kind of restarting over in so many areas that in times in my life that was a lot of I say caused a lot of setbacks because I've I've attempted a couple of different things you know in in a it's like it's always a start like a you know you gotta start from scratch again you gotta start from scratch again you know just really know what you want to do and then go all out go all out don't stop and and believe in yourself. No, definitely. Um, I don't. I don't like to call them setbacks because everything's a learning lesson. <laughs> it is. But it is but so to my to my point, what I mean is like if you're starting from scratch every single time. I mean, it is an experience. But mm-hmm. like my like my brother would tell me is like stay in doing one thing. Like like lock this lock in on this and then stay doing that instead of like you know I'm just tired of this after I just invested money and time. And now, you know, whether it be school or because I was going to be a, um, not a therapist, a psychologist. I went to a community school back home in Boston for a little bit, working with, I was working with high risk teens and then I stopped going to school. And then I was like, what am I going to do now? I thought about being a barber and I didn't pursue that. I should have, could have, whatever I didn't. And then became a trainer. And I was like, I see it as, you know, you're trying to figure out what you want to do, which is oh, which, I was. which is perfectly yeah, fine, what, you know. Yeah. And unfortunately, that costs time and it costs money, and you ain't never gonna get it back. But mm. once you find what it is that you want to do, you look back and be like, oh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't really a waste. You know, it was it was you were learning along the way because you took everything that you did. And you put it in your personal training. I'm 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 a thousand percent sure of that. But yeah. it's, uh, sometimes you gotta you know you gotta do that in order to find you know where you where you where you're trying to be. So um, when I was in Mexico, like for the first two years, you know, I, I told myself I wanted to learn Spanish, but I wasn't really learning it. Mm-hmm. I just had to number one mourn and number two just figure out you know. The lay of the land, basically. You know, I'm in this huge city and, you know, I'm, I'm finding friends and learning where to go to the doctor and, you know, all that good stuff. Um, so, you know, to me, you know, when I was when I was in the thick of it, I was like, damn, you lost two years. And I'm like, no, you don't lose two years. Cause now, you know, a big ass city and you got people you can, you know, kick it with when you go down there all the time, you know. So. Um, I have a whole adopted family and everything else now. So, you know, it's 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 really crazy, you know, and you know, you beat yourself up about it, but in reality you really shouldn't. <laughs> so um but yeah, that's that's just how that's, hey, that's how I way. see it. <laughs> and and I agree, and I I don't disagree. I my my thing is I, I, I really it's really good to just own in on something. Instead of you know bouncing around, but yeah, you you do. I mean, there is there's always a positive, and I and I do the same. I always make sure that I see the positive, the light in that in that. It wasn't a dark time, but I always make sure that I look for that positive, and I, and I have a lot of experiences from that. So yeah, no, definitely. As long as you you know you're not 
you're not hurting yourself or anyone else. You exactly. know, I, I don't I don't see it as a you know as a serious loss. <laughs> you know, so it's just like you know you can get money again. You may not get that time back, but mm-hmm. again, you take that experience and use it. You know, probably every day now. So it's like, um, you know, was it was it really a loss? No, it wasn't. It's just oh. you know, it's just your your journey, just your journey. Yeah. Yep. All right, Joshua, uh, we're going to close it out. Um, Thank you for coming on the show. Um, I appreciate it. You can uh, uh, tell me, uh, tell people where to find you. So you can find me on uh, on Instagram uh, at Josh underscore uh, Bashan. The last name is spelled B-A-C-H-A-N-D. It's the same exact for, uh, for Facebook. And all my information is in there in my profile and my bio. And uh, look out for my merch. I'm going to be starting that pretty soon. It's actually in the making right now. I have my logo and everything else. And we're putting that out. And, uh, yeah, pushing along. You know, so if anybody wants to follow me or learn anything that I have, you know, that, that they can possibly, um, um, you know, be inspired by or, 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 or need help in, whatever, let me know. Easy to reach. All right. Thank you, y'all, for listening and watching wherever y'all at. Um, my name is Elise Robinson with Nobody Wants to Work Though podcast. And until next time.